0: Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelly Shearer here, and it's great to be back. I have been off on vacation for about two and a half weeks, and although I left a, a couple of episodes... Post dated to upload. I actually haven't podcasted in about 10 days, and I miss all of you very, very much. So I had a great vacation, and I wasn't acting my age. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you a little story about what happened while I was uh, gone. Besides the wine tasting and the friends and visiting that went on forever for two weeks and a bit, near the end of the vacation in the second week, we had this amazing neighborhood that vacations together. They start in a place called Beaver Lake up in the interior of British Columbia and then they come down to Penticton, which is our Okanagan Valley and it's a huge lake and wine country area for us. Like a little miniature Napa and we love it there. I I lived there as a small child. I'll definitely retire there and my parents have a home there still so we go and stay there uh, for a couple of weeks every summer and just catch up on all the friends that live up there now or who are visiting. It's just wonderful. I'm a big lake girl and and I uh, really enjoy kind of getting back to my roots. However, the second week of vacation, my buddy Mike rented a sea So a jet ski is one of those first type of little inventions that you sort of had to balance on, you stood up on. The sea are sort of like a larger two to three person type machine. They're like a, what do we used to call them? Um... They used to be a little toy when I was a kid. You could rock them and turn them over, but they always came weeble wobble, but they don't fall down. It always comes back up on, it, uh, on its uh, right side up, which is very good. And luckily it has a kill switch attached to your arm. So if you do fall off on it, it doesn't just keep running down the lake like a, like a motorboat would if you fell off. And he let me drive it. Yeah, so here's my story. I used to own one, and I haven't driven one now in almost 12 years. And I loved it when I had it. My son was younger, and we used to do these trips with a group that I belonged to. So there wasn't this just bombing around the beach and knowing all the, the sunbathers on the beach like a lot of people on jet skis and Sea-Doo's do. We actually went away on trips with them. I had dry bags, I had a dry suit and wetsuits, all, all the kind of paraphernalia you would need to travel in a group upriver across um, lakes, and actually, I've even done the ocean from Vancouver, British Columbia, to a place called Nymo on Vancouver Island for the bathtub races. Did that a couple of times. That was the only trip my mom wouldn't let me take my son on. She said, "You're not taking my grandson on the open ocean." Can't blame her. It was quite a trip, one of those ones, and I I loved it. I have to say, I grew up on the back of dirt bikes, and to me, the first time I got on a uh, jet ski. When I was in my late 20s, my brother, sister and brother-in-law had bought them. And it was just like dirt biking, but clean. You're on water. It was like, oh, this is fabulous. And I fell in love. And then 10 years later, I bought my own. Anyways. So all the kids got these rides, and Mike's out, kind of keeping everyone occupied for a couple of hours. And my my little nephew down the street didn't want to go on his ride at the end, so Mike let me me go, and the goofball let me drive. I'm not sure that was his best, (laughs) that was his his wisest move on that vacation, but he did, and I was a maniac. Now. If you've listened to my podcast, The Power of an Apology, after this 10-minute adventure, I had a lot of apologizing to do. I took off that, uh, the, the waves were really running hard. Matter of fact they did the whole week, two weeks we were away. We didn't have the best of weather. Um, sun was shining, but the wind came up a lot, and we had a lot of white caps on the on our little lake and and our boat that we use up there is very, very old. And grandma, we call it grandma. Granny cannot handle, you know, big waves and hard stuff. She has to be taken out of the water. So we were sort of getting limited. The kids some days were a little bit bored, so he rented went and rented this jet ski to amuse us all. Well, As I was getting on it, the waves blew it into the beach so I was literally two feet off the edge of the the sand and I gun it. That is a no-no. It is not safe. I mean, I made sure no one was around me. I'm not a complete idiot. But literally the adrenaline kicked in like I was a 15-year-old adolescent, not a 51-year-old middle-aged woman. It did. And I am just screaming at the top of my lungs. It was the best adrenaline rush I've had in years. Here's the problem. (laughs) I have fibromyalgia huge adrenaline bursts like that, lots of stress, lack of exercise, I mean, lack of um, rest, those things exhaust my adrenal system. And I have to be very careful to keep level. And I go out for 10 minutes. Not only am I running on an adrenaline high like I have not seen in years, but I forgot. 12 years, I forgot. You take your hand off the um, the gas and immediately a jet ski will stop. It's, it's not like a boat that will keep coasting. It literally almost stops dead in the water. And poor Mike's hanging on for dear life. And he headbutts me from behind. I don't feel a thing. But the next morning I'm texting him going, do you have a bruise on your head kind of idea? The other thing with these types of machines, and the other thing is he never rode grew up riding bikes so he wasn't snugged right into the back of me you know kind of clenching me with his you know my hips with his thighs and hanging on to my life jacket he was just kind of loosey-goosey hanging on to me and I gun it so I almost send him off the back which I completely missed the kids on the beach all told me this later I let off the throttle when I realize I'm acting like an idiot and he bashes into me so I take off again I turn too quickly not realizing the age or style of the machine, and it doesn't have really great, um, I'm not sure the actual term, but kind of like a trunnel underneath underneath the, mach- the boat. It had a smoother bottom, and in that particular type of design, the boat can go out from underneath, it slides off the water really quickly, and I dumped us out in the middle of the lake. Well luckily, he wasn't hanging to me really tight, and he went right off the back end, no problem. The stupid Sea-Doo whips around and nails me. Now. It, I hit the handlebar and the um, and the side of the boat on my way down and then it swings around and nails me and I'm like, oh, okay, I need to behave. So I'm laughing so hard I can barely get back up on the machine. <clears throat> I'm apologizing to Mike, who's laughing his head off, luckily. He's a great sport. He is the brother-in-law of one of our best friends here in our neighborhood, and his kids were kind of with us. His wife had to go home, so we had Mike and his boys sort of with us at our house for a couple nights with their tent trailer, and then they went into the campground and were spe- spending the whole day at the beach with us each day, all- this whole crew of us, <clears throat> But there was sort of like no mum to, to, to kind of keep everyone in line. I obviously needed a mum to keep me in line. I think I was the worst influence on everybody. And so I apologize. We climbed back up and I said, I'm so sorry. Okay, I'll be calmer now. But at the same token, I'm loving it. Now, the most fun in rough weather with the Sea-Doo is you don't sit on the seat. You stand up partially and you take the waves, you know, with your knees. Like you take it, you know, like you're jumping waves. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? Kind of like a spring. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, that sort of exercise is all great in the moment of the adrenaline. But afterwards, again, I crashed the next day and uh, and it was really hard on my body, especially since few, the week before my husband took me out on the boat on the tube. Now, I haven't tubed in years and our tube is old. It's not one of these fancy sea doo tubes where you sit down, you can practically have a cocktail in your, in your hand. That's not really tubing. These are one of those ones that you actually lie out on face down and hang on with your handles. And again, that's when my husband acts like a 15 year old idiot. He started whipping me around the lake. Again, fibro patient here, people. And I was doing really well, laughing my head off. I couldn't, I'm not strong enough to hang on with one hand any longer and tell him to cut it. So I'm just kind of screaming and laughing and he's just not hearing me. And just as we're coming in, he whips me in a huge circle through and runs me out the side and I hit this wave and no lie it was like a twig snapping in my neck. I'm still dealing with that I'll have to head to the doctor later in the week. So I'm already feeling I'm pretty sore and everything. I had to wait a whole week before I did anything else and I get on the sea dew and pull this nonsense. Anyways the next three days were the spectacular blooming of bruising that I have not seen in years and at, just as a little sideway, at the end of the vacation, Mike came to say goodbye and thank us for staying at the house and, and whatever and what have you and pick up um, some things he'd left at the house. He left in the spare boat. He said, you know, now that I'm leaving and you can't tell the Sea-Doo story and point at me, everyone's just going to think he's beating on you. Honestly, there's one. my whole side of my body is black and blue. I truly look like I've been in an accident. So what's the moral and point of this story is? Do you have moments like this? I got to say... I apologized. I had to apologize. I mean, I acted like a child. I was went totally overboard in the moment and had the time of my life. So thank heavens, Mike forgave me. He's like, "Hun, listening to you yell and scream for 10 minutes. That was just the most fun ever." But the bottom line was, I was acting a bit irresponsible, and uh, and you know, it could have been him I hurt, not me. So where's the where's the medium ground here? So I encourage you. Don't lose the fun. You know, life life is short. I knew when I got on that uh, tube the week before, and it even gets better, <laughs> even gets better none of our old ski equipment and stuff from my childhood is up at the house for some reason um, I'm assuming it's just down at my parents barns or it's gone off with my sister on her vacation we used to have a really neat little kneeboard, and I love knee boarding really compared to everything else what I can and can't do kneeboarding is actually very little stress on the body compared to sometimes getting pulled out of the water on a on a slalom ski or something and I was thinking you know where's the kneeboard? nowhere to be found but there was a skim board now if I'm using a terminology you're all not used to, skimboards are just like those little boogie boards that the kids play with on the beach where they ride the waves like two feet off the sand. They're just little styrofoam things. No lie, I got Keith to get me up behind the boat on that sucker. (laughs) Okay, now I've been skiing since I was a little kid. So I have a lot of balance, but I just don't have the strength. So it took a couple attempts and I got up the third time and that was it. You know, I just wore myself right out. So after that incident, I thought, you know, is this worth it? Well, I came home, had a glass of wine, and went, yeah, yeah, it was. Do you know what? I don't, I don't want to get old too fast, and as long as I know in advance that I'm going to have to spend a couple of days recovering, I'd rather go have the experience. Now the CD on the other hand, that was just crazy. I was a maniac and that's not cool. (laughs) That's, that's kind of wasn't cool because I could have hurt someone and, and I was being a bad example to the children. And in fact, I had to not only apologize, but I had to go take all my, my surrogate nieces and nephews aside and say, guys, what auntie did, that was wrong. You never gun it off the beach like that. Okay. So then I had to teach them that what I had done was wrong. Hey, power of an apology. It's all good. But are you always saying no to something? And actually, here's a little segue of someone else that was with us. And here's an even better example. Now, I have kind of a health issue that I'm making my point here. But this lady, actually, she was visiting from Australia. She is the sister of our neighbor. And Penny had never learned to swim. And it's funny how you start making excuses in your life for not doing things if you have a fear of something. So... The point I'm making here is, because she couldn't swim, and she lives in Australia, okay, surrounded by water, all those little things that involve water, she spent years convincing herself that she actually didn't want to do them, which was actually her subconscious making up a story. She really did want to do them. So three years ago, I think it was three years ago, it may have even been a little closer, but I think she said it was two or three years ago. She went off on a weekend by herself and learned to swim, took lessons and learnt to swim. Well, she was on the boat having the time of her life with no fear. So her fear kept her on the shore for 20 years. It kept her out of the game. So although I acted like a crazy adrenaline junkie, and unfortunately Penny never learned to swim and she started telling herself that the things she wasn't doing she didn't want to do anyways when really the root of all of that was she didn't know how to swim and she was scared. And so she faced that fear and got on with it. So is there a fear you need to face or is there fun you need to have and you're willing to pay the price for? I definitely next summer, I'm gonna go rent to C2 on my own and take myself off for an hour by myself because I'd forgotten how much I love it. I mean, I absolutely loved it. And it would be nice if I knew that, you know, planned it in advance and didn't act crazy and get totally out of control because that's the other thing that happens in our lives. You know, it's kind of two stories I'm I'm telling here. There's the part where you haven't you have an unknown fear or you have a known fear but you subconsciously suppress it and other things become I don't want to do them because of the unknown fear. You're not relating it back to the root cause of the problem. You're masking and band it all over the place. Or like myself... I don't let myself get too out of control. I don't get myself get too, too excited. A lot of things that I'm, I'm always managing my energy level that when something presented itself that I wanted to have fun with, I went way overboard. So that is, you know, that's what can happen when you don't find proper limits in your life and you don't find your boundaries. So I really encourage you. I really, really encourage you find your boundaries, find your loves and find the root of why you say no to certain things. If your immediate reaction is to say, no, I don't want to do that, ask yourself, as I always say, keep asking the question, why, 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 why? Back it up a little bit and find out if there's a reason why you keep saying no to something that maybe there's this little part of your heart or your mind that's kind of wanting to sing and dance and say, I want to go try that. And you will be surprised sometimes at the answer. So I'm going to go keep putting my Arnica tincture on my bruises and I will be fine in a week. <laughs> and next year, I'm going to rent sea C-dew and just take myself out for an hour and not act like a crazy person. I will see you all on the flip side. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.